Hey guys, I'm Luke, and welcome to the first ever episode of Bookworm Corner. So just a little bit of information about me. I'm a junior nursing student who loves to read and just has a lot of nostalgia for the books I used to read all the time, like back in high school and middle school or whatever. And so I'm kind of going back through them and rereading them just to have a little de-stress from all the different things. I'm studying for tests, projects, you know how it goes. And uh, just doing like a summary of them, going through it, and then also doing a review at the end over the different books I read. So I wanted to start off the series, this podcast, with um, the Percy Jackson novels. So obviously we got to start with the first one, which is The Lightning Thief. So uh, just a warning, there will be spoilers as the more in-depth summaries, which will be coming just in a little bit, will definitely go over the major events so that if there's any plot twists that matter to the story they'll be included in that so if you haven't read the book and you don't want it to be ruined you will not want to be listening just fair warning now before we really get started i just want to say that the universe rick riordan created through the percy jackson books and the kane chronicles is probably one of my absolute favorite literary universes out there and just Got to get my opinion on that, of course. So, here's a brief summary. So, first of all, so Percy Jackson, he's a normal kid who's having some issues at school. Doesn't really know why, though, but he's not so normal as we'll soon find out. So, after some eye opening events take place on a school trip, it's decided that he's not safe there anymore. So, his mom decides that it's time for them to leave to find somewhere more safe so he soon learns that he's not actually a normal kid he's in fact only half human and is in fact a demigod which is the child of a god and a human so with the knowledge that he's related to a literal god of old and that everything he's learned in school about greek mythology is true he arrives at a special camp for kids other demigods just like him where he can be safe, but bef- and then shortly after getting there, he learns which god his father is. But it doesn't happen right away, it takes him a little while. So the trip, the trip getting there wasn't quite as safe as his mom thought, but eventually they arrive at the camp, and shortly after, a mystery unfolds at the camp, and he's drawn into the center of it. In order to help solve the problems the camp is facing now, He's sent off on a quest with his best friend from school, who turned out not to be a normal kid either. And then a new friend he's made, a girl from the summer camp, who is the daughter of Athena. Now, they've got no choice but to complete this quest before the summer solstice in order to prevent an all-out war from breaking out among the gods. Alright, so now we're going to go into a much more in-depth summary and tell you the story of the Lightning Thief. So, as I said before, Percy Jackson, he's a 12-year-old kid with ADHD and dyslexia. For some reason, he always seems to be getting kicked out of every school he goes to, but this year has been different. It's been going pretty well, which is strange. Now, on a school trip to a museum, Percy stands up to a bully who was harassing his best friend Grover. 
And while this is happening, the, the water in a nearby fountain <laughs> helps him out, gives him a little helping hand, and pulls the bully into it. But that can't have happened. Can it? So she goes and, you know, tattles on him to the teacher, Mrs. Dodds, who decides that the best way to handle the situation would be to pull him aside and have a little chat away from the rest of the class. Once they're alone, she tries to chew him out. Literally. Before his very eyes, she transforms into a fury, which is one of the monsters from Greek mythology, and tries to kill him. At the last possible second, his Latin teacher, of all people, shows up in the nick of time and tosses him a pin. When he catches it, it turns into a sword, and it's not a pin anymore. So in that case, is the pin mightier than the sword? Is it the sword? Who really knows? But the most important thing was he had ref reflexes, sorry, that he didn't know he had that helped him defend himself with the sword and to save himself, and he ends up killing the Fury. Now when he finds his class again and is trying to figure out what just happened, he's asking them all about Mrs. Dodds, if they notice anything, but no one even knows that she existed anymore. It's as if she just vanished at all. Like, none of the kids remember him, the teachers act like she was never there. The only one that seems suspicious is his best friend Grover when he asks him about it. Now, when Percy goes to ask his Latin teacher a little later on after the trip for some help preparing for the upcoming final exam, he overhears him and Grover talking about him, Percy, and some stolen object of very, very great importance. So school ends and Percy's mom decides that it'd be fun for them to go on a little vacation just to get away from it all. And so they go to a beach house and shortly after they get there, the vacation is quickly ruined by a massive storm appearing. And in the middle of the storm, Grover shows up at their beach house, warning them that they have to flee immediately. So as the, the three of them jump in the car and begin to drive away, and as they're leaving, they realize they're being chased by a minotaur, yet another monster from Greek mythology. So it turns out that the car is not fast enough to outrun it, and it wrecks the car and they only have one chance choice but to turn and to fight it so as they're fighting it the minotaur eventually gains the upper hand and grabs percy's mom who in a flash of golden light disappears enraged by this seeing his mom taken from him percy is able to kill the minotaur with its own horn and shortly after that he passes out now he's unconscious for a little while not not quite said how long, but long enough to heal and recover, which shouldn't have been too long. Then he wakes up in an infirmary at what he soon learns is Camp Half-Blood, which is a special summer camp for kids just like him who need to be safe from the different monsters out in the world who like to hunt down demigods and kill them. Now, he sees his best friend Grover there and his Latin teacher, Mr. Bruner, but something's not quite right. It turns out that Grover is a satyr, which is the, it's like half goat, half human, and Mr. Bruner is actually a centaur, which is half horse and half human.
from the waist up. And his real name isn't Mr. Brunner, it's Chiron, or Chiron, it depends on how you pronounce it. And he is the director of this summer camp. They fill him in on the details of his godly parentage, but no one knows who his godly father is. So since his father is unknown, he doesn't get to go to a cabin with other kids that have the same dad or the same mom, but in this case, this is his dad. Uh, so he goes to the cabin of Hermes, which is where all the guests go, as well as the kids who belong to Hermes, since it's the since Hermes was the god of travelers and messengers and stuff like that. Here he meets Luke, the cabin leader, who's the son of Hermes, and becomes pretty good friends with him. So later on that day, he meets a daughter of Athena named Annabeth, and they get along pretty well. He also meets a daughter of Ares named Clarice, and she does not get along with him, and is kind of like the camp bully, as it turns out. Now, they've got different training and like games and stuff they do there to help them be prepared if they ever have to fight, so they play a lot of different like war games. And during one of these war games, it is revealed that Poseidon, one of the three most powerful of the Greek gods, is Percy's dad. Now, just after it's revealed who his dad is, a hellhound breaks through the magical barrier that's supposed to, to protect the camp from any monsters that can try to get in and keep everything out. And this causes a pretty big panic since nothing has broken through before. Now, Chiron decides that the only way to stop the danger and to protect the camp is to send a quest to stop the issues they've been having so he sends Percy to go talk to the camp oracle to be given this quest. Percy is told by the oracle that he must find the stolen lightning bolt of Zeus. He's also told that Zeus blames Poseidon for stealing it and that Poseidon blames Hades for stealing it which is causing lots and lots of tension among the gods and will soon cause a war if the lightning bolt is not returned. So this definitely is an issue that he needs to resolve and they only have a short amount of time because Zeus has set a deadline. So Annabeth and Grover join Percy on his quest to go west to find the gates of hell in Hollywood of all places. Now after reaching hell and going to Hades in his lair Percy is accused of stealing Hades' helm, and Hades threatens to kill him and release all the dead into the world and just generally wreak havoc. Now they went there because of some information they got that said that Hades probably had it, you know, as that's why Poseidon blamed him, and Percy, being Poseidon's son, decided to trust him for some advice. So they go there and turns out he doesn't have it but as I said before he accused them of stealing his helm which gives him some of his power it's also revealed while they're there that Hades has Percy's mom trapped with him there as a prisoner and that she wasn't killed by the Minotaur but that she will be killed if they don't return the helm to him so now the three friends have a new quest to go on before they can really get on the way with 
their bakery quest. So they go off to try and find the helm, which they learn was stolen by Ares. Now Percy finds Ares, the god of war, and fights him. And surprisingly, he manages to win. Now this is because they fought on the beach and a little bit in the ocean, and Percy, being, you know, son of Poseidon, has powers over the water, and he gets some help from it, and it also heals him a bit. So he's able to defeat Ares and get back the helm. And they also find out that Ares has Zeus's lightning bolt. So it wasn't Hades that stole it, and it wasn't Poseidon that stole it, it was Ares. So they go back to Hades and they give him his helm and get back Percy's mom safely. Now they need to get the lightning bolt to Zeus. So Percy goes to take Zeus back his bolt, and along the way, it's revealed that Luke wasn't such a good guy. It turns out he actually has betrayed all the gods and is working for the gods' biggest enemy, Kronos, the lord of the titans. And so, after Percy gets Zeus back his lightning bolt, he ends up meeting Luke again, who has left the camp, and Luke tries to kill Percy with a scorpion, and he disappears and you know runs off to avoid being captured but Percy doesn't die as a result of this attack he survives and is healed by the camp medics and all that now I'd like to take a moment to point out that as a Luke and for all Luke's everywhere that we aren't all bad and if you look at Luke Skywalker for example you'll see what I mean now at this point the summer's ended and Percy decides he wants to go back home for the school year and then he'll come back the next summer and that's where the lightning thief ends so that's all we have about the lightning thief and its story so we'll have to wait and see what happens in the next book which is the sea of monsters now here's my review of the book so first we'll start off talking about the world and the atmosphere that rick jordan has created and in this book he proves himself to be a master world builder he builds all these different connections and weaves them, creating a wonderful web of a story between the different characters and he ties in their friendships and the conflicts they're facing. That's just impressive and really gives the book a nice genuine feel. Now, it's almost enough to make you believe this could all be true and, you know, the kid walking down the street might be a demigod or maybe you thought you knew your parents, but maybe you're a demigod. Who really knows when you're a kid in middle school, right? So now we'll talk a bit about the plot. So there's a bunch of tiny, really like little tiny details that just help to really flesh it out and to pull you in. So, but obviously I couldn't include all those tiny details. Otherwise, I'd just be reading the entire book to you guys. So. Every time I start reading it again, I have such a hard time putting the book down and I read it probably four or five times at this point. Mm, no, that's probably too little. Anyway, doesn't matter. I've read it a lot because I just enjoy reading it every time and I can't stop when I start. So there's, as I said, there's a number of other minor plot twists and exciting developments and, you know, little fights here and there that would take too much time to include. But I just wanted to 
talk about Percy's powers. They're really well written because they sound like they can be pretty cheesy, but Rick Riordan executes it really well. So I'm just going to list off broadly what Percy's powers are. So he can breathe underwater. He can control water, like if you remember with the fountain, except he was doing that subconsciously. He didn't even know. And then he's also healed by the water. And this is kind of first shown during the war games when it's discovered that he is Poseidon's son. He's injured defending their flag as they're playing like a capture the flag, but with swords and you like are actually fighting the people you're trying to take the flag from, not just running around like you did in maybe PE class or something. So he's wounded and is about to, their whole team is about to lose. But then he falls back into the little stream running through their battlefield and he's healed and strengthened and is able to defeat the opponent's champion basically who was Clarice if you remember that was the bully of the camp and then shortly after that like immediately after a glowing trident appears above his head which is Poseidon's symbol and that's how it's discovered that he's Poseidon's son. Now I'll talk a little bit about the characters. Riordan put a ton of effort into creating characters that reader can really connect with and identify with. They all have unique personalities, different little quirks and different issues they're facing, little different character traits that make them, you know, a bit hot-headed or some are really sweet, some are naive, all the types of things you'd actually find in the real world, which is very important for a story to help it be a good read and more enjoyable as it will feel more realistic and you can get drawn into it more because you can start seeing yourself or your friends in the different characters and it makes it matter more to you the story and what's happening by the end you feel like you know them you feel Percy's pain when his mom disappears which obviously that's not exactly at the end but you know what I mean you feel the anxiety everyone's facing as a hellhound broke through into the one safe place in the entire world for kids like them. This camp where they thought their shield would protect them and nothing can get through, but it turns out that's gone to shambles. You feel how happy they are when they find Percy's mom isn't alive and they end up rescuing her. And you feel how betrayed everyone is after it's revealed that Luke helped Ares steal the lightning bolt to cause this war and that he's actually working for Kronos the you know the god of the titans the lord of the titans rather anyway so my final score for this book specifically I'd give it an 8.5 out of 10 and for this series I'll give it a 9 out of 10 because I feel like you can't really give a 10 out of 10 for anything because nothing's truly perfect but this is way way up there so one final note if you're trying to decide that you want to read the books or not and because you've seen the movies and you enjoyed them first of all if you enjoyed them I feel bad for you because I don't think those were very good movies but that's not the point of this the movies do not even remotely stick to the details of the book they change a lot of the plot and leave out some of the little details that make the story more full and just help it be more cohesive and come together so just a little tip if you're thinking about reading the books do it even if the movies 
may have made you not want to, don't take those as the baseline for this. Read the books, find out for yourselves. You'll love it. I've read them a bunch. I know you will. Thanks for listening, guys.